improve their communication skills so they can help more people and help people more. I'm your host Dr Martin Harvey. I'm a chiropractor and I'm an expert in communicating the value of chiropractic. Today we are going to be talking about the core ideas around why people do what they do. So we've spoken often that the whole purpose of the influence literature is to help us understand why people do what they do and what can we do to ethically influence them to make better quality decisions. There's a sort of a framework that I've been working with a lot. I've applied it in the Retention Recipe 2.0. There's a link in the show notes if you're interested in learning more. Um, but I've also been working with it and talking about it with Bismai in preparation for our upcoming Grow Your Tribe workshop. There's also a link to that in the show notes if you're interested. And it brings together many of the things that we've discussed on the podcast previously in terms of that interplay between emotion and logic, but also bringing in the idea of urgency. So I'm gonna be talking about three things. I'm gonna be talking about emotion, um, and then I'm gonna be talking the interplay between emotion and logic, and what's a really simple way that we can bridge from emotion to logic. And then the, the last piece in the puzzle is urgency. Why should people choose to do something now? Now, why is this so important? Well, bottom line, everything that we are doing in practice when it comes to communication is really about influencing people to make better quality decisions. And a lot of that is if we look at the sequence right at the very beginning, if somebody is out there and they hear about you, they hear about you because a satisfied client or patient of yours recommends you to somebody else, or they hear about you because they see an ad, they see you... Uh, at a community talk that you do, they meet you in a social situation. Um, there's a whole lot of things that need to happen for that person to then, first of all, make the decision to come in and see you uh, for a first visit, and then to make the second visit of, a second decision rather, of choosing to have chiropractic care, and then to make the subsequent decisions to continue having chiropractic care. And at each of those decisions, emotion, logic, and urgency play a role. So if we look at the very first decision, the decision to come and see you, there's that emotion. And we've spoken previously about people decide based on emotion and then need logic to back it up. Um, I really love the way that Zoe Chance talks about this as we've got two systems of making decisions, two systems of thinking. She talks about it as the gator and the judge. We have this reflexive, emotional, gut feel, gator brain, but also we have the logic, the slow, the risks versus benefits, logical analysis of things. A lot of it's derived from Daniel Kahneman's work where he talks about system one, system two thinking. It's some of the stuff that won him a Nobel Prize. So super important research. The couple of things that are important for us to understand in this interplay between emotion and logic Um, First of all, the gator brain is very risk averse and the gator brain will trump the judge brain, meaning if something feels emotionally wrong, it feels unsafe or 
there's a sense that something isn't quite right, people will choose not to do something, even if logically they can see that it would benefit them. And so we need to focus a lot on emotion. So if we look at those early encounters, we need to, that people need to feel safe, they need to feel connected to us, um, we need to satisfy their emotions. So one of the ways that Visma and I are talking about doing that um, and helping grow your skills in doing it in the Grow Your Tribe workshop is focusing a lot on that idea of connection because the bottom line is when we look at emotion, the emotion of safety and feeling connected and I know, like and trust you is really what we're after in the early parts of a relationship. Well, really, we want it throughout, but we want to establish that as quickly as possible. And so Visma and I are going to be talking a lot about different ways of creating connection. We've spoken about a lot of them. Uh, we've spoken about some of them here on the podcast previously, but recognize that in any of those circumstances, we want to find a point of commonality, a way that we're on the same team as that person as quickly as possible. In the Retention Recipe 2.0, we talk a lot about the emotional heat that um, is driving people's decisions to either come in for care or start care. And we talk about, say, and we've spoken about on the podcast, that limitations question. So what's this problem that's brought you in, stopping you from doing that you want or need to get back to? And understanding that um, if we're looking at emotional heat, that when we're communicating the value of chiropractic, talking about it when as uh, the features of it doesn't really have much emotional hate. So telling people that you use CBP technique or network technique, it doesn't have any emotional value to them. It's a feature. Telling them that you correct subluxations doesn't have any value. It's a feature. Telling them that you will reduce nerve interference doesn't have any value, it's a feature. Even improving their health for a lot of people, it doesn't have any value because it's a feature. The benefit is, first of all, can you help to solve a problem for them? Because as, again, Daniel Kahneman talks about, we are 400% more motivated to solve or avoid a problem than we are to be abstractly better in some way, to gain something higher than what we have. Um, but even within that, we need to unpack and connect chiropractic, particularly to solving a problem that helps them to get back to something that is higher in their lifestyle value. So there's more emotional heat in helping me do the things that I love to do or see as my role or identity to do than to help me back to doing things that are just things I have to do. So I often use the example, like I have to submit tax forms, I have to do paperwork to provide, you know, to pay taxes and uh, all the, those sort of things when I'm running a business. But, and if I wasn't able to do them, there's some value in me getting back to doing them, but it's not the same value as something that helps me get back to being a chiropractor if I'm limited or getting back to being the father that I want to be or the uh, husband that I want to be. So we've spoken about those ideas previously. Now, the interplay with emotion and logic is we then, if we get people to have a positive emotion with us that they know, like, and trust us, and then we get some emotional heat around the value of what we're providing so that there's, yes, I want to do this because I want to get back to being able to garden or I want to get back to being able to 
uh, be the mum that I want to be or to be the breadwinner that I want to be, we then need logic to support that because we want to engage their mind. People are risk averse and if there isn't, and they've been burnt a lot of times where people have promised that something can do something for them and then there's nothing there. So we need to, to satisfy the judge mind too. The challenge is that it's a slow moving beast, the judge mind, it takes more time. And so we wanna use fast tracks to do that. And so I'll say in the retention recipe 2.0, we talk a lot about using things like schema where we use an existing understand, understanding that people have around say soft tissue healing time frames that they might know from having a just that uh, that uh, cultural understanding that we have that muscle uh, from watching sports that muscle injuries take a certain period of time and ligament injuries are going to take a longer period of time that a subluxation is a bit like a stuck loop or a bad habit in your spine those type of things that allow us to fast track an existing understanding that they have to give them a, a, a big logical picture of the value of what you're doing in a short period of time and with, without too much complexity another way of that is really interesting that can get us to to take an emotion take something that they've told us and turn it into something logical is to use numerical ratings now what do i mean by this when you turn something into a number it goes it's then processed more by the logical part of our brain and so again in the retention recipe 2.0 i place a lot of emphasis on turning things into numerical ratings so the classic thing that you would do this is um, to ask somebody if they let's say somebody's coming in to see you with backpack and we could say to them look tell me what's the, zero to 10, what's the pain level? And you might actually choose um, to do that. At, tell me about it at its worst so that they get the, the expressive logical part, uh, the expressive emotional part. Tell me all about it um, when it's at its worst. And then from there say, look, when it's at its worst, zero to 10, 10's the worst pain you can imagine, zero's no pain at all what is it at its worst and once they commit that to a number then they're then linking the emotion to something that is logical something that's going to drive it well it makes sense if this is an eight out of ten that it's an important problem for me to deal with but we can use this numerical rating to create a more logical bridge from other more emotional descriptions so when we talk about a limitation so let's say that back pain is impacting somebody in their ability to uh, garden the way that they'd like to then you can turn that from emotion to logic by saying look in terms of how limited you are with your gardening if um, zero is you can't garden at all and 10 out of 10 is you're completely free to garden or you could flip that around if um, zero is that there's no limitation, oh, sorry, if, um, t if zero is you can't garden at all and 10 out of 10 is you can um, garden as much as you like, where are you? So just make sure that you're consistent with that basically. But in turning it into a numerical rating, we're then able to get from that emotion to the logic um, and get more likelihood that people are going to follow through on a decision. The third piece in this framework, if we've got an emotional connection, they know, like, and trust us. We've turned up the emotional heat on 
um, the reason that they might choose to do something by focusing on benefits and in particular solving a problem and having an understanding of which with the real cost of the problem to them in terms of particularly impacting the things that they love to do or identity to do, we then bridge to logic in particular by either using things like schema to make the, the our suggested uh, response or solution to their problem make sense. But we're also going to use numerical ratings because they're a really perfect way for internally in their brain them to go from... Uh, logic uh, from emotion to logic. The next part of this framework is the urgency piece, the why now. You see, we're naturally going to tend to, as humans, procrastinate. If we don't have to commit, we'd prefer not to commit. We like that thing of keeping our, our options open and not committing unless we absolutely have to. Now, particularly in Australia and places like that, it's not it's not legal to use um, time limited offers in many circumstances but I also think that they're unnecessary and they run the risk of reactance in a lot of circumstances and reactance is where we loop back into that emotion part of it and people feel like their decision is being um, manipulated by somebody else their right to agency over their own decisions is being impinged upon and they choose not to do something the gator says no to even though the judge says yes and the gator wins um, so how can we create urgency in this flow so that somebody is going to make a decision to do something now so one of the ways that we teach in the retention recipe 2.0 is by looking at that progress question so the physiological reality of most functional problems, most subluxation patterns in the spine is that if you do nothing about them, they're going to get worse. And so most people have um, started, have chosen to come in for care because something is getting worse. So asking that progress question of um, if we look back to when this started and look at where you're at now, is it getting better, worse or the same? Um, can start to show a pattern. We'll look if it was at this point three months ago and it's at this point now. The thing that we teach in the retention recipe is a way of creating urgency around avoiding things worsening. And so the way the question would be something along the lines of look if it was if it's been getting worse over the last three months, if we fast forward three months and nothing changes, how would that be? What do you think that's going to be like? Um, and so in doing that, that can create a little bit of urgency. Um, another way that you can use that bridging, that numerical rating to again go to the logic of why now is to ask them to rate 0 to 10. Look, I understand we've had a discussion around the impact that this is happening. On a scale of 0 to 10, how important is it for you to, to kind of get this sorted out so that it, you can get back to blah, 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 blah. And in doing that, most of the time, if it follows on from the previous questions, it's another way of them turning that, that logical piece of the puzzle up a notch and creating urgency within their own brain of, yes, it's an 8 out of 10 in terms of its impact on this, therefore it's an 8 out of 10 that I need to deal with it now. Um, so there we have it. We've got a really simple framework, but I think it's a super powerful framework. It helps to explain a lot of the challenges that we have in practice in terms of well, why don't people choose to continue care? It's typically because 
either the emotion is there, they don't feel a connection to you. We talk about 72% of people, uh, sorry, 67% of people leave any business because of real or perceived um, uh, indifference. Um, or there's uh, the, the we've lost that we've lost the relevance in terms of the connection of chiropractic to things that are important to them. So the emotion isn't there, or we haven't explained the logic. People don't know what the value of coming in once they're no longer in pain is there, or there's the urgency if they might be emotionally connected, they might. Um, see the logic, but it's just, oh, uh, there's no urgency, I'll do it later. So in understanding this framework, it gives us the answer of why people do, why people don't, and what we can do to turn, uh, to increase the connection from emotion to logic and then couple that with urgency. So if this has been an interesting framework for you, I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to learn more skills and strategies that align with this framework, I'd love to, if you're Australian-based and you want to join Bismai and I in the Grow Your Tribe workshop, uh, it's really coming together beautifully. It's built on powerful ways of creating connection and um, delivering that individualised value. So it covers off on the process that we've spoken about today. Uh, if you want to do something online and set up your first 12 visits in a way that aligns with emotion, logic and urgency, then I'd encourage you to check out the Retention Recipe 2.0. If you like today's episode, then you will love the Retention Recipe 2.0. It's an online workshop that is broken into 33 lessons and has over seven hours of content, which will teach you to confidently communicate the value of proactive chiropractic in the first 12 visits. So if we want to have long-term retention, if we want people to stay with us for months, years, and reap the really amazing health benefits that happen with long-term chiropractic care, we need to set the foundation for that in the first 12 visits. So the approaches in the retention recipe 2.0 are based on state-of-the-art influence strategies that are effective, ethical, and they're enjoyable to use. They will help you to have more fun, less stress, and increase your retention, which means more practice growth and less always being on the hunt for new people. Check it out in the link in the show notes.